0: theme as there always is. Linda's talked about trust and Matt's talked about trusting God and we've been through a season of talking about seeking God and when I was praying about this message today I really felt like God wanted us to focus on faith which is another term for trusting God. Um, When we seek God then we also have to have faith to believe in what we're seeking So um, I don't have the slides for you today, but if you do have your Bibles, you can turn to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So I'm just going to pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you that it speaks to us today, just as it did the early church 2000 years ago. I pray that you do speak into our lives. I pray that your words just be a revelation to us, that your words are an encouragement, that your words spur us on to a deeper and fuller relationship with you. And I just pray that you bless us here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to read Hebrews 11, all of it. It is the uh, longest chapter in Hebrews, but I felt like it was really important for us to just get a sense of what we're talking about today. So I've invited a very special guest, beautiful Grace Gulzo, to um, come and read for us. So why don't you give her a round of applause.
1: Um, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this, exp- from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For for Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he commended... He commended the world and became heir of the righteous that is in keeping with faith. By faith, when called to go to a place, he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him for the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbe- childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and his, he has good as deed, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the shells on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such low things—no, people who say such things—show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of, the, if they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith God by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith when by faith when he Joseph Oh (laughs) by faith Joseph when his end was near, spoke about the Exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the other people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He preserved, persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that he that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith... The people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. Women received back their deed, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sworded in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in their sheepskins, goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commanded for their faith, yet none of them received what God had been pro- what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only with us would they be perfect. Awesome. Well done, Grace. Well done, Grace. Thank
0: you. It is a bit of a long chapter. It's the uh, superheroes of faith. But one thing that keeps coming up throughout that chapter is by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. By faith, by faith, by faith, by <laughs> faith. Greek word for faith is pistis. Has nothing to, nothing to do with this, but I notice that Joyce always giggles when I say that word, so I like saying it. <laughs> it is fitting because we are talking about faith. Somehow, in our, in our European culture... In our time, the meaning of faith has transformed itself from by faith so-and-so did something to by faith that's it. Somehow in our culture, we have taken the word faith to mean believing in something, right? We just believe it by faith. There's this term around blind faith. You know, we have blind faith in God because that scripture says it's a hope or an assurance about things that we do not see. But that is actually not the intention of this scripture at all. Faith begins with thinking, but it's only completed by faithful action and obedience. I want to say that again. Faith begins with thinking and reasoning through logic but it's only completed through faithful action and obedience that scripture faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the assurance of things not seen is one of those scriptures that is very hard to translate in english so i do have a couple of greek words for you who likes saying greek words i do so faith is, apostasis. Say it with me. Apostasis. Very good. So faith is apostasis of things hoped for, and elenkos, elenkos, of things not seen. Now those two words are really hard to translate, and that's why in different translations you'll see words like confidence, assurance substance and reality of things hoped for or the assurance, conviction or evidence of things not seen. Now the King James says it's the substance and reality of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And lots and lots of commentators, lots of commentaries would agree that in translating that, that those words are probably the closest to it. That faith is is the reality or the substance of things that we hope for it's the evidence of things not seen but what that means is that faith is not just a mental state it's not just somehow we convince ourselves of something that we're not really sure about in the first place you can't just make yourself be sure of something that you can't really be sure of right it doesn't make sense. But in our, in our terms, that's what, from a church perspective, sometimes that's what we're kind of expected to believe, that we should be sure of something that we can't really be sure of. Right? You can't be sure of something that you're not sure of. Anyone here been to um, Mount Everest? Anyone at all? Perfect. Perfect. Do you know that it's there? How? Yes, on the internet, yes, a good source of truth. Seen it on a map, maybe a postcard, maybe some have got screensavers. But how do you know that it's really there? You don't, right? Well, as the only person here today who has actually seen Mount Everest from a plane, um, I should add, <laughs> a beautiful sunrise. Actually, was on the no, anyway. I have seen Mount Everest in the distance, in a plane, and from a lookout. I have seen Mount Everest. So I can tell you with full assurance that Mount Everest exists, and if you're crazy enough or fit enough or adventurous enough, you can climb it. I'm not sure why you would want to. But faith is not just a mental activity. It's an experience you have because of the choices that you make. And when we live and act in faith, we begin to get an experience of the substance and the reality of the things that we hope for. Because I know that Everest exists, should give you guys the confidence, if you ever choose to, to get on a plane and go to Nepal and go and see Everest for yourself. If you trust me, of course. But faith is not just saying that you believe it. In this context, faith would be saying, I believe it's there and I'm going to go because you put actions to your faith. James two, fourteen to 18 says, What good is it, my brother and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But some will say, you have faith and I have deeds. show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You know, at the moment, um, I've applied for a job at my work. My boss left and I've applied for my boss's job. You can pray for me, that would be nice. In the past in situations like this, I would have been really, uh, I wouldn't say anxious, but my mind would be consumed about what the outcome of this application would be. I I want this job. You know, it it would be great to have it. In the past, I would have been consumed until I knew what the outcome was gonna be. Whether I got it or not, in some ways, it didn't matter. And today, it doesn't matter. But I can tell you that today, I'm not consumed by the thought of whether I'm going to get it or not get it because I have faith that God will look after us and that he is in control of my life and that the right thing will happen at the right time according to his will rather than my will. And in the past, my will, honestly, is more important than what God's will is, which has given me this anxiety, this unpeacefulness, this inability to just shut off thinking about what the outcome is going to be until that outcome comes. And I know that I'm sure all of you have been in that situation. And when that outcome does come and it's not what your will was, then it is easy to look back and go, oh, well, it's not God's will. But in the process, we focus so much on what our will is. But the reason I have peace is because I have faith. And the reason I have peace because of my faith is because I have multiple examples of evidence where God has been faithful to me. And the fact that I'm standing here today, the fact that I have a job at all, is testament to the fact that God has always looked after me no matter what. Regardless of what we have, this is not about money or possessions or the job or status, any of that sort of stuff, because none of that really matters. I'm blessed to have what I have, but I know that God has looked after me and my life, whether I like it or not, is a result of his will, not of my will. You know, I I became a Christian about 14 years ago. It was just after I met Larissa so you can tell she was a good influence on me I was trying to impress her so my God had another plan obviously <laughs> I should just say just this is off the topic but when I first met Larissa I wasn't going to church and I told her I would never go to church and here I am 14 years later God is good yes he had a plan for me even before I knew him Nine months after I met Larissa, I asked her to marry me. Now, I say this in honesty, and I'm probably going to dumb it down a bit, but we had a rocky relationship. Our first nine months was not worthy of us getting married. In fact, a lot of people probably, and maybe some did, advise us that maybe we shouldn't be together. Maybe we weren't bringing the best out of each other. But I'll tell you that the day after after I met Larissa, the day after, we were sitting on my couch at home and she was leaning on my shoulder and I had a vision of her as my wife holding a baby, our baby, the day after we met. When When I came to know God, I knew that that was a promise from God. And I had faith in that. I didn't have a lot of evidence at the time, but I knew that what we were doing was right. So in the middle of an argument, <laughs> and this is an absolutely true story, <laughs> I had planned to ask her to marry me the night after. I was going to make a beautiful dinner. I had all of this stuff sorted. The night before we had a big argument, it was a big argument, and I remember thinking at the time, Maybe this is a mistake. But then the peace of God washed over me and I felt him say, just do it now. And so by faith, trusting in God, not what we had between us at the time, I drove home, <laughs> I got the ring, <laughs> I, got, I made her this little comic thing. Her eyes were all red and puffy. She was, you know, I got some tissues we sat in my car in my driveway, and I asked her to marry me. In faith. <laughs> I didn't get on my knee. It was a bit hard in the car. <laughs> it was not perfect, but it was of God. And here we are today perfect marriage. I don't know why he laughed. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I got the biggest laugh of all. That's <laughs> anyway, <laughs> about three months after that, just to give you some context, a lot of you already know this, but I grew up without a dad. My dad, my biological dad, left me, my mum and my sister when I was about four years old, moved to Melbourne. And for a little bit of time, maybe over the span of 12 months, We would go to Melbourne for our school holidays and see him for a little bit. But very quickly, that stopped. And then we had zero contact throughout my entire life. I didn't know him. I don't have time to go through the whole story. But by some miracle, I remember praying one day and God challenging me and saying, would I speak to him? And I said, yes, God, I I believe in you if that's your will. And by a miracle, that week... And mind you, I'd never had any contact with him whatsoever. His details just happened to lob into my email address that week. And so, you know, over the span of a couple of months of a couple of emails and a couple of phone calls, I went to Melbourne to meet him for the first time with my soon-to-be wife, who was very gracious and amazing in that time. But by faith, I knew that my meeting my biological dad was much more about me learning about my heavenly dad than the human being that is my father. And I, I wish that I could tell you that it's, it was a fairy tale story. It was definitely not the case. And I haven't seen him again since. That was 14 years ago. But I know that God got me through that period. Charlotte was 3 months old. This was about 10 years ago. 3 months old. And I was I'd been working in banking I was there for about 12 years. I was miserable. I wanted to work in community and I wanted to work in youth work. And we had no savings. The rest obviously wasn't working. Charlotte was only you know a few months old. And I knew by faith, it, can, it sounds crazy, but I knew that if I didn't leave that job because all of my security was wrapped up in that job, if I didn't leave that, then I would never get to the next thing that God had for me. And in honesty, I'm not going to say here that I felt like God was telling me to leave that job because in essence, what I know now, is God doesn't care what job I work in. He doesn't care. But what he did care about at the time was that I put my faith in God that we would be okay. Reckless. <laughs> if, anyone, if, if anyone here came to me and proposed what we did, I would strongly advise them against it. But that's only in my earthly, fleshly understanding. It was tough. I left a job, a good, well-paying, steady job, with nothing in front of us. Larissa wasn't working. Charlotte was only three months old, and I knew that I I had to do some study, and there were times in that nine-month period where I was studying before working again, where things were tough. Things were tough financially, and I remember times getting really angry at God, one particular time, getting really angry at God, because I felt at the time that I was being obedient to something that God had called me to, and in hindsight, maybe I was. Because what I learned was that what I was really angry about never really came to pass anyway. We're here today. We're here today. I'm standing here telling you about my experience. Tough, yes, but our faith deepened. And so I started working in youth work. Things went back to normal. I got a job at World Vision, which is when I saw I was able to see uh, Mount Everest while I was working with um, World Vision. It was a great job. I loved it. We used to do devotions every morning. We would pray for each other. It was an amazing environment. I got made redundant because they restructured and things weren't going so well and I got made redundant. I had no idea what was going to happen. Within six weeks, I got another job and that job turned out to be, still to this day, the worst job I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Horrible. It was a horrible job. And it lasted six months, and I got made redundant. Well, we separated mutually. (laughs) 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 Two jobs within the span of eight months, and Charlotte would have been about four. I think Maddie was just born. You know, we, we were starting to think about schooling and all those sorts of things, and we had nothing we just bought a house actually. You know, we were very blessed to be able to do that but we had nothing and all of a sudden all these things that I put all my security in were just taken away and vanished. I can look back in hindsight and know that by faith that God led us through that and I'm here today. I'm here today. I know that All of those things led up to me being here with you guys, being able to share this today. All of you have similar examples, I'm sure of it. But the point is, for me, is that all of those experiences have been linked to significant moments of faith in my life. And those moments of faith were not just me sitting on a couch and crying and wondering what's going on There was some of that. I'm honest to say that there was some of that. But it didn't stop me because I knew that God had a plan. I knew that God had a plan. You know, it's funny, actually. I just remembered this. Matt mentioned earlier about that song, about things that people had spoken over your life and told you that you're not worthy. I remember... Being in high school, I was not the model student. I come from a troubled background. I was looking for attention. (laughs) And I was not a model student. And I had teachers, I remember this one specific teacher telling me that she would see me in the unemployment line in the future. My response was that I'd be standing next to her. <laughs> 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 I think that's a fair comment. <laughs> Those of you who know me as well, the funny thing is, that was our accounting class, and, uh, you know, I would paid no attention. Those of you who know, with me in numbers, you know, it's, it is kind of my thing, but... Um, <laughs> But I I caught up with um, past Ben during the week and I remembered this time when I was about 16 and all of my mates, there was a a close-knit group of friends I had, there was about four of us, none of us were really going to school. All of them smoked dope. And I'll be honest and tell you if I did, but I just, I never did. I didn't like it. Just Anyway, I just said no. Just say no, kids. But I remember sitting with these guys, they would all get stoned off their head and fall asleep. And then I'd be sitting around contemplating life. And I remember this one time specifically was that night and they all got stoned, fell asleep. I was sitting there, it was probably 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about my life, no job, hardly going to school, no prospects for the future, teachers telling me that I wasn't going to amount to anything, no dad, no no real role models, you know, my mum was busy, you know, surviving in her own life and I remember my friends talking about getting jobs like working at the bottle and can recycling place or you know, working at a servo or working at Macca's. And, you know, those in those days, those who worked at Macca's were like, you know, they were the pinnacle of jobs. If you worked at Macca's, you were set. Emily worked at Macca's, yeah. Only the really good ones got to work at Macca's. So if you could get in there, you were kind of set. But I remember thinking, and when I look back on it now, I really believe that God was speaking to me. I remember feeling that God promised me that I would be successful in an office environment. And I'm sure this was just the way I pictured it at the time, but I remember, like in the movies, picturing myself at one of those big desks in a corner office, surrounded by windows overlooking a city. That was probably the pinnacle for me (laughs) at the time. But I remember, I remember at that moment saying, yes, that's going to be me. And I don't have, I do have an office, but it has a tiny window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a leather-bound <laughs> desk. <laughs> but the difference for me now is that I'm not anxious or worried about what the future may hold. I believe in those promises that God has given me. And I'm honest enough to tell you that I know that God's work for me is not finished. That God has a lot in store for me in the future. And I'm not just talking about work. I'm talking about me, my heart, my my character, my relationship with him, my relationship with people. God has a plan. And why can I be so confident? Because those things that I hope for in the future, I have evidence of from my past. Faith is about hoping for what we want or what we see. And it's the evidence of those things that we do not see right now. You know, it made me think, About these questions, and about why I'm not, I I would say I don't care, but you know, I'm not anxious about my situation at the moment. And that is because I can ask myself, Has God been faithful to me to this point? Yes, He has. Is it reasonable to think that He will continue to be faithful to me? Yes, it is. Do I have absolute certainty? No, I don't. But do I have reason to believe and have faith? Yes, I do. I have what they would call in the industry, lived experience. I have first-hand experience of the faith of God to me, regardless probably the biggest testimony I can give to that is being able to stand in front of you and tell you my story so that you might be encouraged to deepen your faith with God. Because this is not about me and my experience because all of us have an individual relationship with God and he wants those same things for you. And so why is faith important? Well, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I didn't put this in because um, I was thinking differently, but I I feel like it's really important at, um, at this time you know, that that term, earnestly seek him, is, is an incredible term. There's so much depth and meaning to earnestly seeking God. But the one thing about that, so I have to admit, I can't remember the, exactly the Greek word, but it doesn't matter. It's made up of two words, to go out from, right, to seek out, and the other is to seek and search. But it's, earnestly seeking is about actively moving, right? It's not about just sitting and praying. It's about actively moving. And you know, the the really incredible thing about the translation of this word is that it says that the, the seeking is only as important as the motives of the person seeking, The, the motives of the seeker are only as important as the thing that we're seeking. I think I've said that wrong. But the point is <laughs> the, the point is is that the, the thing that you're seeking is only as important as the motives that drive it. And I've spent lots of time in church over the last fourteen years talking to people about different things and I've been in the same situation. You know, you talk to people who have something in their life that, that they want to change or needs to change and nothing ever seems to change. Right? Anyone? I'm not asking you to admit it to you, but you know, we all we all have seen those situations where, you know, th- things just seem stuck. And I think what happens is sometimes our faith is not strong enough to help us believe that the outcome, whatever that may be, will be God's will. That our faith, we don't have enough evidence in our life because we feel like we've been let down by God in so many different times. And so we become afraid to ask. We become afraid to seek out, to earnestly seek him, that we just tend to back off and have faith and say, if it's God's will, it will happen. And there are times where that is important. There is that scripture, be still, know that I'm God. But when we look at Hebrews 11, of all of those superheroes of faith, every one of those had high motives to, to seek out what it was that they felt God had called them to. Abraham took his son to an altar ready to kill him because that's what he felt God called him to. And I think having children myself, no way, no way. Even if I mustered up the courage to get them up to the altar and put them on it, my my motives would never be to, to follow through. And Abraham's motives to seek God were so strong that he was willing to kill his child. And what happens? Say it louder. God comes through. It's a ram in the bush and he sacrifices that instead. Amazing. But he would have done it out of his motives to seek God. I've gone way off track here. You know, the the key takeout from this message, and I I really feel like we should pray for each other, we might play some music, um, and I, I know that there are some people here who need prayer. The thing about faith is, is that the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. The more you use your faith, the more you step out in faith, the stronger that faith becomes. Ten years ago when I was applying for a job, I would have been consumed with worry about what would happen. But I know through the evidence of my life that I don't need to worry. My faith is strong enough to not care about what tomorrow will bring. Bible says, "Worry about today, because tomorrow has enough troubles of its own." The more you use your faith, the greater it becomes. And so when we look at that scripture, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. You can have confidence of the things that you hope for because of the evidence that you have in the past that you have not seen this is an amazing encouragement and I know that we've been seeking God and I also know from experience that when you seek God sometimes he seeks you back and he puts things in front of us I said this um, a few weeks ago you know when we're praying God is more concerned about the person praying than he is about the things that we pray for more concerned about us as individuals than about the things that we're praying for and so when we seek god it might seem like sometimes we come up against these stumbling blocks but i really believe in faith because this has been my experience that there are things that hold us back in life things that people have spoken over us in our past things that seem impossible and the the thing i know about god again through experience is that God wants us to break through those things with him so that we can know that he is God, that he is our provider, he is our comforter, he is our everything. And so when we seek God, some of those things become more obvious because God wants us to be healed. He wants us to be free. And so here it is this thing that's holding us back and God's standing with us, wanting us to be free from those things. And it's hard to let go. I understand that. It is hard to let go. But faith is having the courage to be able to just let those things go and know that God is in control. Whatever it is that, that you feel like is you know, going on in your life. So, we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask us to stand... if you have if you have a prayer if you have something that's going on in your life if you feel like you need more faith if you feel like you need your faith increased then ask God but I I will say this one thing in closing because God cares more about you than he cares about your situation most of the time anything you do moving towards the outcome the things that you hope for God will be with you I can't think of a time in my life where I've done something in faith and looked back and thought that was the wrong thing to do not once because God is bigger than all of our circumstances All he wants is for us to be seeking, earnestly seeking, earnestly seeking, strengthening our faith. And so this is more of an encouragement and a call to action. Don't be afraid. We stand here together. God is with you. He is with you. that scripture comes to mind we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us so let's pray and if you have a prayer need I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand those around you feel free to pray for each other take a step out in faith if you feel to pray for someone else be respectful of course but let's just have a, a moment of worship in God's presence and I'll just pray in fact, I'm going to pray for us before we do. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you that you are always there, that you always care, that you are a loving Father, that you want the best for us. And even when it doesn't seem likely, Lord, I just pray that our faith is strengthened that we remember the evidence of things unseen so that we can have assurance and certainty of the things that we hope for. And I just pray that you bless us and bless this time of worship of you, Lord, and I pray that you speak into people's lives. In Jesus' name.